Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Not just in the sports world, but I think any agent that's producing at a high level, it's, it's maintaining the consistency of closings, transactions, and developing relationships, nurturing relationships, having that steady flow and balance of ongoing clients. And then when you talk about sports and entertainment, it's, you know, getting in front of these individuals, right? When And developing new relationships can be challenging. What we found, you know, over our time of working and operating in this space is the relationships is what's key. You know, people that know you, trust you, and know that we're competent, know that we have a proven track record of being successful in this space, it does create a somewhat of an unfair competitive advantage for us because if you're starting out cold or from scratch, you got to build that. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry. Before we begin, here's a word from our sponsor. Building a business is a lot like building a house. It's important to have a strong foundation. If you're a real estate agent, that includes partnering with an independent mortgage broker, someone in your area who can shop multiple lenders and provide your buyers with faster closings, lower wholesale rates, and lower monthly payments. Find your local mortgage partner today at findamortgagebroker.com. Powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3308. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. Today, I'd like to welcome Rod Watson and Rob Height both former professional basketball players and founders of the sports and entertainment real estate firm, Aston Rose. The team specializes in working with celebrities, athletes, and high net worth individuals in Florida and California. Both Lisa Leslie, WNBA star, and Tommy Rose, a former professional cheerleader, make up the foursome of a powerhouse real estate company. So welcome, Rod and Rob. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. I'm really intrigued about your firm. Um, you know, I did do a little bit of research about it, um, and I understand you're under the side real estate model, which is, for those of our listeners who don't know, is a white label brand for teams and brokerages. So tell me a little bit about how you run. Um, do you run it as a team? Do you run it as a brokerage? Um, and Rod, why don't you start out with that? Yeah, well, first off, thanks again, Tracy, for having Rob and I on today, uh, on, you know, sharing your platform with us. So that's a great question. You know, to ask, answer that question, we actually run it really more like a like like a actual brokerage or a firm, right? Mm-hmm. Where are working to put in, you know to put systems and processes in place, right? That's there to support our agents. You know, um, at the end of the day, we're selling time, and that's one of the unique things about Side is that. They allow us to do what we do best while also giving us the back end support that really is where a lot of the heavy lifting takes place when you're running a brokerage. Because when you're running as an agent, you're really dealing with the clients, you're dealing with the communication, which is really important and and paperwork oftentimes. When you're running a brokerage, you're dealing with all the systems that support the agents and managing the people that help operate the systems and help support the agents. So 
we're actually functioning more as a brokerage as opposed to a team or independent agents. Okay, great. And um, Rob, why don't you tell me a little bit about your, you're in California and Florida. How many agents um, do you have working with you? And um, tell me a little bit more about that. Oh man. Uh, Rod, you can help me with this one too. Maybe around, is it around 10? I think Rod right now. Past 10. We had almost 20 now, Rob. We've 20 now. Growing. Yeah. That's how fast we're growing. You yeah. know, we, we, we all had a few people that, you know, already were working with us. You know, Rod had a team in LA. Tommy Rose had her own team here in Miami. And uh, I had a few agents that, you know, I worked with for, and they have, have known for, for years. So, you know, we have people that they saw the vision early and decided they wanted to, you know, come be a part of something special. And, you know, we've been getting a lot of, a lot of hits, you know, just from the few interviews we've done, people now recognizing and seeing that, you know, we're for real, that we're out here, that we're expanding, you know, to different markets. So it's been great. It's been fun for us, just like Rod said, running this like a brokerage, just making sure all the, the back end stuff is tied up and that our agents have a, you know, when they do decide to come join Aston Rose, that they have a, a seamless process. It's, it's smooth and, um, you know, it's fun, a fun atmosphere. Yeah, your your website is absolutely beautiful. Um, I went and thank took you. a look at it. Um, <laughs> thank you very and- much. The, the one thing I want to know, why did you decide on side? I think that the model is really an interesting concept and Guy Gal, you know, does a really great job with it. So what was, why did you choose that as opposed to being a team or starting your own brokerage outside of the side model? For me personally, I, I just, I felt like it was the future of real estate, you know, as a, as a real, as a realtor, you know, doing this for the last what five years now, we are the ones that are out here in the field. We are the ones that have these relationships. You know, why not take that power back and, and be your own boss and be the, the decider of your own fate and your future? And I think Side gave us the best chance to do that. Okay. Rod, do you have anything you want to add or? Yeah, I think, you know, what Rob touched on really, the, 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 really the highlight of it is, you know, at the end of the day, we want to be in control of our own destiny, right? For, for a number of reasons that he, that he just touched on. But the other side to that is, is really the ability to have that support, right? When you start out as a brokerage and you, let's just say you, Tracy, you want to go start up today, you know, everything falls on Tracy. Tracy's got to figure it out. She's got to implement the systems and processes. First, you got to figure out what systems and processes are that are going to be the right systems and processes to implement. Then you got to go hire the people to manage the systems and processes. So it's a lot of moving pieces that oftentimes deter people who want to be brokers from being brokers <laughs> because yeah. there's a big difference from wearing the agent hat. And, yeah. to, and we, you know, Rob, Tommy and I had been talking about this for well over a year and a half, almost two years. That was one of the deterrents was that how are we going to put all this together when we're actually running teams right now or managing our own business? Where's the time? We have families. And so I really is that fifth man for us. When you think about sports coming from playing basketball and being athletes, uh, they really are that fifth and that that really helps make us a complete team, which when you talk about brokerages, your agents are your business along with your clients. And without the agents, oftentimes, you know, you're not going to have much success if you're not giving them the support that they need and you're not helping them grow their business. And then where's the value? So side brings in that value as the fifth man to really help our agents grow and scale their business and uh, be more efficient way. OK, so now. I, so the PR firm said that, you know, you've only been together as a team since March, 2022, but you've already sold 500 million worth of property, <laughs> which is like absolutely incredible. But that hasn't yeah. been in one month because you guys both had no. businesses beforehand. Okay. Right, I was right, going right. to say, no, I don't think I know anybody who's done that. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't done that yet. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's basically as a as a team, that's um that's what you've done. So I want to talk to you. I'm going to skip around a little bit because while we're on the same um, subject of growth, I want to talk to you about growth. Um, I saw that you're in six markets and it looks like those markets are in two states, California and Florida. So talk to me a little bit about your expansion plans, what you hope to accomplish um, and where you hope to go to in the future. We are currently in Florida, sorry, in California and Los Angeles, San Diego markets. And then we're in Florida and the Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and um, the Keys market right now. And then we've actually just brought on an agent partner in Tampa. So we're kind of covering that, that, that central South Florida area. We are planning to expand into Houston uh, here in the early part of the second quarter. And eventually, probably late second quarter, early third quarter, we'll be expanding into Georgia. And then and we'll kind of take a break and start to really start to plan for, you know, expansion in early 2023 into New York, uh, Las Vegas and D.C., uh, Arizona and Denver, Colorado. Those are other uh, cities that are slated. But uh, our focus is really expanding in destination cities where there are two or more sports franchises. Our business model is focused around servicing a distinct clientele, a niche group of sports and entertainment professionals. Um, oftentimes you find these individuals migrate to destination cities often during the off season or, or that's where they live during the time of their, while they're working for the, or playing for those franchises or working for those franchises. So our focus is being in, in cities, destination cities, where there are two or more sports franchises and, and, and area I just named where we're going to be focused at least for the first year and a half to two years. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And do you yeah. um, plan on bringing on just agents in those areas or kind of rolling in other teams? You know, what is the type of person you're looking for in those areas? Yeah, I mean, uh, in each of those areas, we, we definitely want to have at least one anchor partner, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, a group or an individual that's doing some pretty good numbers, has, has those same type of relationships. And we don't just work with, you know, sports and entertainment individuals. We work with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not just about you know, working with the the higher end sports and, and, and entertainment, you know, people that we we come accustomed to working with. But, you know, we work with anybody and everybody that that, that wants to transact and, and do anything in real estate. And as far as agents as well, like we don't you don't have to just have sports and entertainment experience. There are some really, really great realtors that just work with the everyday general population and they're doing very well. So, you know, we definitely want to have at least one anchor partner that's that's doing well in their area. And then we, we can build from there. Okay. And obviously serving this niche, you guys have an advantage being professional athletes. Um, but I still think it really, it, it takes a lot of understanding to know, you know, how to reach these people, how they can find you. What do you see as the biggest challenges um, that, that you come across just every day serving the, the high-end niche in the sports world? That's another great question. I think not just in the sports world, but I think any agent that's producing at a high level, it's it's maintaining the consistency of closings, transactions, and developing relationships, nurturing relationship, relationships, um, having that steady flow and balance of ongoing clients. And then when you talk about sports and entertainment, it's you know getting in front of these individuals, right? When and developing new relationships can be challenging. What we found, you know, and you know, over our time of working and operating in this space is the relationships is what's key. You know, people that know you, trust you, and know that we're competent, know that we have a proven track record of being successful in this space, it does create a somewhat of an unfair competitive advantage for us because if you're starting out cold or from scratch, you got to build that. 
right? Mm -hmm. You know, Rob's days on the basketball court as an NBA player, my days on the basketball court, you know, as playing overseas or both of us playing in college, we built 20 plus year relationships. People know us, they trust us, they like us. And so that does help, but it still is challenging oftentimes because these individuals also, they're busy, they're on the go a lot, they're on the move. And when they're ready to do something, they're ready to do it right then. So you have to really kind of be top of mind. You have to really be in the places where they are. And that's something that we felt by creating this company gives us that unfair competitive advantage because we can gain access to a lot of those places that the general public can't to get in front of these individuals. And Rob, do you feel like you are you also have to expand that out to agents and, and wealth managers and, and that to of kind course. of build the relationships with those those specialists as well? Yeah, of course. I mean, those those relationships probably are more important than the actual yeah. personal relationship that you have with the individual. Um, these are the people that either help them with their finances, mm-hmm. um, help their fi- help them find their real estate or plan their business, their next business move. So these are people that you definitely want to be in contact with, want to stay in front of, want to build a strong relationship and a, and a trust with. Um, and, you know, because they also have multiple clients. Yeah. Um, so, you know, th- those people are just as important as the individual. And and sometimes you probably won't even deal with the individual as much as you'll deal with their, their financial manager or whoever assistant or whoever it is. So, you know, we we like Rod said, we these are long lasting uh, relationships that we've built. This has been over time. And especially in this niche market, it's really all about relationships. I mean, that's that's life in general, but even more so when you're dealing with, you know, these celebrities and, and, and athletes, they they get hit with so many different opportunities and you have to stay at the top of mind. There's a lot of different real estate agents out here um, that are trying to get their attention. So like Ross said, you just, you got to be available. You got to be ready to move when they're ready to move. Yeah. They have to trust you because they don't want you running around saying, Oh, you know, so-and-so is buying a house in Florida. Check it out. I mean, privacy is everything. Yeah. Making sure you, you know, you, you're keeping their information private that, that is stand between you, that transaction stand between you and them and, you know, whoever else is involved, but you know, we, we understand that we've been around these individuals. We play with these individuals, um, yeah. worked with them. So we get it. And we're looking for agents that understand that as well. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to talk about the real trends gathering of eagles. Hi, real estate leaders. It's Tracy Velt, editorial director of Real Trends. And I wanted to take a moment to highlight uh, two upcoming events that we have running back to back. The first one is on June 26th. It's our Dealmakers Conference. And this is not just for real estate leaders who are interested in buying or selling a company. This really speaks to profitability and how to um, build a brokerage with value. We'll also talk about some trends in the merger and acquisition and brokerage valuation business. Um, Steve Murray is hosting the event and we've got some great speakers for you. Immediately following that is our annual gathering of Eagles, which will run on June 27th through the 28th. This event is for real estate leaders, association executives, um, your entire C-suite, as well as team leaders. And we've got some some great speakers and topics. We're recovering everything from mortgages entry into real estate to recruiting 
and evolving business models, highlighting some of the different business models that are, are your competitors today. We've also are looking into improving capture rates of core services, talking about managing relationships with top teams, and we've got more. In addition, Larry Kendall is our keynote speaker. And in addition to his keynote, he's doing a special ninja workshop. It's a limited um, audience, so it's first come, first serve. So we'd love to have you register for the Gathering of Eagles. Again, it's at the Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs, June 26th through the 29th. The 26th is our Dealmakers Conference. It's a separate registration from the Gathering of Eagles. You can find out everything by going to realtrends.com and clicking on the events tab. Thanks so much and hope to see you there. And now back to the podcast. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about your business. Um, Well, actually, we'll go into opportunities first. Um, Where do you see the biggest opportunities just in real estate um, in the coming year? And uh, Rob, do you want to start with that or? Well, I, I, you know, it's interesting you bring that question up, Tracy, you know, because when you sit and talk with a lot of brokerages and say, hey, what does your business model look like? How are you going to help your agents expand? going into 2020, 2030 or 2025 and beyond, right? That's, let's just start with five to 10 years out. Yeah, Can't answer that question for you. And I think what makes us unique is that we've positioned ourselves with a technology conglomerate where by way of side and mm-hmm. you know, technology is, is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. So I think the one thing that's important by leveraging technology to enhance the human connection aside and really investing in the next generation of agents, the millennials, which a lot of firms have overlooked or ignored because they're so fixated on the producing agents that have been doing it 20, 30, 40 years. And let's be real, those agents are generating income right now. That's how they pay their bills. However, I think a lot of firms are making a huge mistake by overlooking millennials. And the next generation is the Gen Z um, that's coming into the real estate industry. You know, I have a daughter that's 17 that's graduating uh, next month, now license when she turns 18, right? I had a father that did real estate when I was 17 or 18 years old. I would have went right into real estate knowing <laughs> what I know. I think it's focusing on people, right? And connecting with people and the next generation is up. When we talk about being up in sports, me and Rob play basketball. We know what that term is. When you got up, that means you're next up on the court. Mm-hmm. And a lot of brokerages have really overlooked millennials and engaging them because they are the generations that that is highly tech savvy, right? Mm-hmm. So when Aston Rose and, and these, these younger individuals are very comfortable and familiar with utilizing the technology and understanding how to leverage it, but also using it to make deeper connections and to grow their brands. That's the biggest thing. I think the one thing that sets us apart is investing in our agents to help them grow their personal brands and tell their personal stories in the marketplaces that they serve really helps sets us apart. And so I think the future is really investing in the agents, investing in um, the next generation, which is the millennials and Gen Z and putting them out on the forefront to be the next generation of leaders in this space. Yeah, that's a great point. That is a great point. That is a great point, Rod. And to, to, back, to piggyback on that, you know, just from the real estate side, um, that same Gen Z is, are, are the ones that are going to be buying. Yes. Looking to buy, looking to rent. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they also are very good at making money with this tech. So they're, they're, they're making money a lot younger, a lot more money than we yeah. saw at that age, for sure. So, you know, just educating them on, different markets on how to invest 
And I think there will be a lot of investment opportunities, especially here in South Florida, with so much real estate going up. There'll be a lot of opportunities for investors to come in and grab a couple condos or a couple buildings here and there. Um, the housing market is kind of tight right now just because inventory is low, but condos are going up everywhere. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of investors looking for opportunities where they can do Airbnb and with, with no rental restrictions. So I know a couple buildings that, that are doing that. And those are the opportunities I think will, will definitely flourish here, you know, over the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Orlando. So, um, definitely see a lot of the opportunity in Florida for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, Florida's hot. Yeah. yeah. To add on Rob, you made another great point. It's like we're both in markets where crypto is exploding, right? South yeah. Florida, mm-hmm. a lot of people, attention, but Miami is going to be a crypto hub, right? You yeah. a few months ago and they've got crypto ATMs, yeah. right? Infrastructure is quietly being put in place for the next generation of crypto trillionaires. I didn't say billionaires. I said trillionaires. Yeah, trillionaires is correct. And guess where those individuals are going to want to go spend money? I think that are really cool and professionals as well. So Rob, you know, made a great point. I think the future also, as I talk about millennials and tech is really focusing on that specific demographic of, of technology, because you look at Firms like Google that are housed here on the West Coast in Silicon Beach, mm-hmm. YouTube, right? You know, Snapchat, all these different high tech firms are choosing either South Florida or Southern California, right. um, where a lot of millennials are going to work and they're being employed in these areas. So I think by, by us, you know, hiring and working with the right professionals in this space is also going to help us attract those types of professionals that are operating in the crypto space and the tech mm-hmm. space. And I think that's the future, really, honestly, because the next generation, you know, baby boomers aren't making moves, especially now, because it doesn't make financial sense unless they're going to go to a South Florida or go to a Montana or go to a Wyoming or go to areas where there's no state income tax and it's cheaper to live. If it's already cheap where you are, you're not going anywhere. You're going to probably most people saying I'm dying in my house. So, yeah, the generations that are driving up the housing market right now are millennials and Mm -hmm. and, uh, my generation, I'm 45. So. Zen, like like Rob said, Gen Z is up next and um, they're movers and shakers right now. And, and that's only going to continue to evolve. And so I think have a, a hand in that space and actually have a jump on a lot of other firms that aren't even focused on them is going to be to our advantage in the next five to 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I talked to a broker once who um, I'm not going <laughs> to say who it is, but um, he told me he doesn't market to the agents who are in their 40s or even their 30s. He says, mm-hmm. I, I market to the kids who are like 15 to mm-hmm. like 20 something. Um, those are the people that that I want coming into my firm eventually. Um, so let's talk services. Are, are you looking to add any additional services um, as the landscape changes? And by that, I mean, working into adding, you know, the power buyers or, you know, just some other marketing service or, or something unique that... Um, that you think will will kind of transform the way you do business as you move forward? You know, there is a particular service that I see, especially with the fact that we have a shortage of housing on the concierge side that we're going to be rolling out that's actually in-house. We're just, we're trying to get ramped up. But, you know, our concierge service, we offer unique service that allows uh, property owners to renovate or update or even stage their properties with no, with no out-of-pocket out upfront costs. And for a lot of homeowners that have equity, it can be challenging where rates are higher to want to tap into that equity right now. We see in banks are drawing back on offering home equity lines of credit, right? Yeah. Or there, there are more restrictions where they're making it tougher to refi and cash out and access that capital to update your home or to fix your home, right? 
whereas our concierge service has no upfront fees or credit card, no, no upfront fees or interest charge. Our contractors will come in, they'll do the work, right? We'll front the cost, staging, remodeling, light to major renovations to then bring that property back on the market. And the, and the property owners have up to a year to actually pay that money back if their home doesn't sell, right? Obviously, their home will sell because we're never going to advise them to do renovations that, that that's not going to be beneficial to them to help their home sell at a, at a, at a you know, higher price. So with that being said, I think that's rather unique because the big issue is we have a housing shortage, especially here in California and South Florida. And millennials and Gen Z are the next buyers that are entering the market. And they don't want these old, outdated, raggedy homes. They want homes they can move in that are turnkey, that fit the type of lifestyle that they aspire to live or that they're already accustomed to living. And when you have a housing shortage, the big issue is that with builders are controlling and manipulating the market, there's not enough inventory out there. That's why you're seeing when a few homes pop up here and there, these huge numbers where you're like, man, that house sold 300,000 over, 400,000 over. Right. Yeah. But we believe this concierge service can help, you know, provide a solution to that problem, especially for homeowners that don't have the capital or the resources or the ability to do that. Our concierge service comes in and it's more white glove. They, they deal with the contractors, they deal with the vendors. So the owner just really just steps back and lets the process take place. And then at the, when it's all done, we bring the property to the market with our market strategy, we get it sold. And at the close of escrow, then those proceeds are paid out of the equity that's created by way of doing the renovations or the updates or the staging. And it makes a great situation for the seller because they never have to come out of pocket to do the work or to get the home staged. And that's great because now you're bringing value to the community, right? You're bringing more inventory that can be sold and you're helping property owners exit the market and they can move in and, you know, go on from there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. The concierge services are are really starting to um, pop with a lot of different brokers now, too. I've noticed that. So, Rob, I'll start with you on this one. What does the future hold for your firm? Oh, man. I mean... A billion in sales in, in in the next in a year, you know, and we keep it going every year after that. Just really, just expanding to the markets that we want to be in, mm-hmm. having amazing agents that love working with the company that 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 we help grow to to hit numbers that they've always dreamed of hitting, um, and just helping people, man, helping people to who are looking to sell their homes to get to get the right price to sell it for more than they even asked for, to help buyers find the right home, to put families in, in great homes, just. We want to help people. We want to educate people on the real estate market on how to make the real estate work for you um, and start building generational wealth. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the goal. You can start that as, as, as a teenager if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we really want to create an, an educational platform that just teaches everyone how to how to buy real estate, how to invest in real estate, how to sell real estate, how to grow the real estate, how to make your money work for you. Um, you know, working with different lenders to to teach on different programs to where you can come out of pocket less upfront costs. Um, and just really, we Aston Rose, we just want to be a place where agents love to work and where buyers and sellers love to come and and allow us to do what we do the best. And that's, you know, put money in their pockets. Rod? Yeah, I mean, Rob, he touched on it. I mean, I think we want to be the premier luxury real estate firm for the next generation, you know, in a nutshell. And we want to impact the culture. In a positive way in, in, in regards to what Rob just shared as far as 
you know, educating, informing, and empowering people, right, to be wealth for themselves. A lot of people don't come from certain generations of wealth where they have the capital to buy real estate. But, and, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here with being able to generate and build wealth through real estate, especially, if, you know, for people from underserved communities or people that just never had access and don't know where to start. Uh, we can be that beacon of light for those individuals and also, you know, kind of set the standard in the marketplace that, this can be done. You know, it can be done at the highest level. And um, I think, you know, for us at the end of the day, we're, you're, we're very unique in, in the, the way we approach everything, you know, our founders with our backgrounds, our experience, you're going to see a lot of that trickle down within the next generation. Meaning we want to share that information, that knowledge and our network and our resources. And um, I'm hoping in the next five years, like Rob said, you know, we're we're one of the top companies that is that when you talk about Compass, when you talk about Douglas Selman, when you talk about Remax or anybody else, you mentioned Aston Rose. Well, I wish you much um, continued success. You guys had a great um, thing going. I, you know, I'm really looking forward to to seeing you grow and expand and definitely keep in touch with me because I want to follow up okay. and see how you guys are doing. So thanks. Thank you, Tracy. We really appreciate it. Yeah. You guys have a great day. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.